Good evening, good afternoon, wherever maybe. Name is Sean. I'm Alex. And we are recording this uh, at 2.30 a.m. out of a hotel room in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, because we're heading to Kennywood tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're very excited. Uh, we got here a little later than expected. We have to be quiet because there's probably people sleeping all around us. Long oh. story short, um, we got to Pittsburgh at like midnight, mm-hmm. and the hotel shuttle wasn't running anymore, which is, you know, whatever. Um, but I guess Pittsburgh just doesn't have many Ubers or Lyft drivers. So we had to wait quite a while, like 45 minutes, to get a Lyft or Uber driver. We had, we had to request a Lyft like six times. We yeah. both tried on our phones. We and eventually we just went with the more expensive Uber. Went with an Uber um, was, and that's how we ended yeah. up actually making it to the hotel, which was also like 20, 20 minutes away. So here we are, um, here. you know, 2.30 a.m. recording. But today's topic is cool because we're going to be talking about Universal Beijing Resort. Yes. We've been wanting to talk about Universal Beijing for a while now. I guess in more detail. Now that they've soft opened, their soft open was on May 18th. Um, Theme Park X has been covering the resort details extensively, so I feel like the information is there. There's so much that they've photographed and talked about uh, on Theme Park X, and it, like... No one's talking about it, so we're going to talk about it. Yeah, we're so this really is kind excited. of more of like pre-official opening. Like, well, what do we think of the park or resort, you know, from the looks of it? What mm-hmm. do we know about it? What, you know, what are we curious about? Uh, what similarities? So that's what we'll be doing. And before we do that, it is June 1st. I guess June 2nd now, technically. Yeah. But it is the start of Pride Month. Yes. So quick shout out to everyone out there represented by Happy Pride Month. Pride. We Shouting posted out a little story yeah. <laughs> um, online where we got lots and lots of positive feedback. We got feedback. lots of love. A couple and a, haters. A little bit of hate. You know, you know how that goes. But if you're following us and you are like not down with Pride Month, then you yeah. know you can just unfollow us. I don't really care. I don't really <laughs> yeah. need you to be part of um, our Yeah, our if you lives, don't support but, um, <laughs> lesbian, gay, transgender, bisexual, intersex, uh, all the good stuff, all queer people, anyone under the queer umbrella, then like, yeah, this this isn't for you. Um, but for everyone else that they come to our rescue, it was super cool. Also, a lot um, of people didn't you. know that we're gay. And uh, not only are we gay, but we are married. We, Sean and I are <laughs> married. Yeah. We posted our wedding that, anniversary uh, is in one month. Maybe the most popular post back in June. Maybe a little, not the most popular. Uh, we lost a lot of followers. Yeah. We lost like 75 followers when we announced that uh, we got married. That was really wild. <laughs> Not only are we married, we also really like traveling together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, not only are we married, we, but uh, we, we go to are in love and China. we're also best friends. So, um, <laughs> speaking of China, that is what we'll be talking about. So, not, no, not going to dwell too much on the haters. Um, we're going to just dive right in. Yeah. Well, we're going to start with the resort as a whole, like how it's set up. So, the setup is inter- interesting. It's very much kind of like Universal Orlando Resort, mm-hmm. but like imagine just one gate. So they have a sort of like a river running it's like through. like the greatest hits. Kind of like, got like a river running through the complex. They've got a transportation center with trains, buses, parking lot. Yeah, the setup is very Orlando. And Even then like you have the giant the, uh, that hovers over the road. Yeah. Where it's security like the bus is stations at. And like the parking garage, which looks really, it all looks really cool. Google Earth just updated. So. And then you cross over the road into CityWalk. Just like you do in yeah. Orlando. And CityWalk is separate from where the parks are going to be. Yeah. And then you have CityWalk, um, similar setup. And then you have a bridge that crosses over the river to run into through CityWalk. Into this beautiful walk, plaza. And then into a big plaza that has the... the Universal... Universal Studios Grand, Ho- Grand Hotel. Sorry, no. Yeah, it's at the Universal Studios Grand Hotel. I think so. And the other one is the... 
There's two hotels. The other one is the... The uh, Nuo? Nuo Hotel. So the Universal Grand Hotel, or Universal Studios Grand Hotel, is a Art Deco, classic Hollywood-inspired, like, think Brown Derby style. Yeah. Um, and it is also the park entrance. It's the entrance. It's very so, Tokyo um, Disney Sea, Disneyland Paris. Exactly. Draw draw those parallels to the Disneyland Paris Hotel and the uh, Mira Costa Hotel, Tokyo Disney Sea. You mm-hmm. go through the hotel to enter the park, um, and once you enter the park, that's kind of will like, take you on a journey. The today. lagoon is smaller than I expected. It's not like the giant lagoon at like Islands of Adventure or, or like from the, the marketing material Universal Parks. So the lagoon, you enter the park. And across from you in the lagoon is the Jurassic World, um, Ilsa Nubar area. Ilsa Nubar. Is there an L in it? I thought it was yeah, just Nubar. Yeah, it's I-S-L-A. It's just like... Is- Isla. It's, it's an island. It's Nub- like, an, but like the, island. Is it Nublar or Nubar? N- Nublar. Are you, sh- are you sure? You can continue talking Because I think I made this mistake. I thought I said it was Nublar. Well, all I'm saying is from the Hollywood studio tour, they always say that. Okay. Like. I trust it. Yeah, it's Nublar. It is Nublar. Okay, it is Nublar. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, what were we even talking about? The Jurassic World area is right across from the entrance of the park from the lagoon, and it's really not like that far. There's four areas that uh, encircle the lagoon, but that's only like half of the park's areas in total. Before we talk about the extra areas, I want to talk a little bit more about the hotels. Mm-hmm. So as of right now, there's only two hotels uh, that the resorts can open with that are, you know, Universal Bender Hotels. So they've got the Universal Studios Grand Hotel, which again is that, you know, Art Deco, Brown Derby, classic Hollywood style with lots of touches of like famous landmarks and Hollywood Boulevard and it's Hollywood sign. It's clean. It's not overly clean modern. Um, it is definitely a little less spectacular in the rooms than I was expecting I'll be honest with you <laughs> but the kid suites are cool because they have like that Kung Fu Panda theme right yeah a little rickshaw bed so cute so that's really cool and then there is the um, Nuo Hotel which is a little bit off to the side across the water from City Walk that has a much more of like a modern aesthetic um, the buildings are black white and gray um, about the same size I would say as the Universal Studios Grand Hotel but their rooms have a little bit more of a, you know, like dark brown wood, but then lots of glass, white, black. Like it's, yeah. it's a very clean, modern room. Yeah. Um, so that's the hotel I would maybe even stay, you know, pick to stay in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it didn't work for a major hotel chain, it got bigger, better deals elsewhere. But um, generally speaking, that's the hotel I think that attracts me the most. And I like how it's kind of off to the side in its own little, its own little area. So that's cool. Yeah. It's a little bit more... Set in. I feel like it's but it can be, the, 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 the location next to the park is still so close. Like, you are yeah. so close to the park still. I mean, I guess you may have to go into City Walk technically, and then you will walk over. I'm not really sure how the setup is there. Yeah. But it's really close to the park's entrance. So, yeah, well, let's go into the park. We've yeah, got our. Park. Of course, it has a covered midway. Covered it's midway. Like the most Asian. Just thing like Universal ever. Studios Japan and Universal and it's Studios not like Singapore. a giant walkway. Like, it's not a giant. Uh, main street of sorts. You really come up to the lagoon pretty quickly. And you've got like Mel's Drive-In. Um, New York area, which is um, this entrance area. It's or not New York. Well, I guess it's it's is it is it all Hollywood? I think some it's, of it New York? no, it's all Hollywood. It's all Hollywood. The building. So when you come up, it's like an immediate V. Yeah. Straight ahead is like a, a viewing area for the shows. Yeah. And then off to the right, you have Mel's, Mel's. Dine-In. And off to the left, you You've have got like... got like show setups. Yeah, you've got like classic Hollywood-looking buildings. 
Oh, a couple of show venues here. So yeah, immediately to your left is like, like the show. Let's go on right. Well, I guess it's interesting to point out that like the the park really is like a, like three or four small circles. The lagoon is just encircled by the Despicable Me area, Jurassic Park, and it's funny, and really Hollywood. Because even space available for the park, even Decepticoaster, like that the whole setup is, really small. is yeah. So there's really just the three areas that border the lagoon. Also, unlike the lagoon at Islands of Adventure, this lagoon is very much a fake pool. Yeah. When you look at pictures of the water, you can just see, like, all the machinery on the bottom of the yeah. pool. Like, it is very much, it serves the purpose more of a show venue than mm-hmm. it does to be, like, a grand central lagoon, like the Orlando, Osaka, um, you know, lagoons are, those mm-hmm. three. And I guess the same goes for uh, for Singapore. Their lagoon is very large. So, like, I guess looking at it, like, you could kind of divide it up into three loops, and there's, like, the the Hollywood, Despicable Me, Jurassic World loop, and then there's the back loop, like, to the left that has Transformers and Kung Fu Panda, and then the loop that's to the right from the rear is is all Harry Potter and Waterworld. So it, it, I, I kind of dig the the deliberately unconventional... I think the cool thing is, organizing is that instead of, of picking a bunch of different things to go on, they have five major, major themed areas. They've got Despicable Me slash Minions, they've got Harry Potter, they've got Jurassic World, they've got Transformers, and they have Crunkle Panda. Yeah. And then they have a small area for Waterworld. So instead of, you know, they really went with franchises versus themes. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, comics. No, it was, no they literally went with franchises. There's five major franchises represented, and that's kind of about it. And unlike... It's amazing how far we've come from, like, Universal Studios Florida, which was, like, all of the themed areas were very, like, real world. It was, like, you had Hollywood, you had New York, you had San Francisco. Like, the whole... New York and Hollywood are both in Universal Singapore. Um, So this is, like, the first Universal resort to not feature a New York-themed area. Although, um... I feel like the the Nuo Hotel is kind of, like, a New York-y vibe counterbalancing the Hollywood vibe of the studio hotel. Well, I think it's kind of plays in with how Shanghai Disney did it. They really tried to take anything Americana away. Yeah. And I think that's why they focus so much on old, old Hollywood only, and that's about it. Yeah. That's about the only Americana you're going to find in this park. And I think that's fine. I think, you know, building a major this theme park crazy in China, long it's walk, kind of like been... This walkway along the, the river, Vice City Walk, like it connects to the hub here. Gorgeous. Where you enter. It just goes all the way... When you look at this place from a satellite image, like it's obvious that they've got plans. They've got a, they've got a whole other plot for a park. The whole way that it's set up is very gate. much like Universal Orlando. So as of right now, when you're approaching, imagine walking up to Universal Orlando Resort. You you know you go over the bridges, you go into City Walk. It's all exactly the same setup, and then you cross the bridge over to IOA. Yeah, that's pretty much how the resort is set yeah. up right now. And there is space. To build a park exactly where University of Florida is, and then there's more space to build Volcano Bay. Mm-hmm. As of now, they're rumored to get Volcano Bay before another theme park. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, Beijing's copy is rumored to be. I can't wait to see how Volcano they Bay. do Volcano Bay because it's gonna be. I would almost bet money that it would be a partially indoor water park because not not everybody knows this, but Beijing is in a very cold climate. It has like a Canada climate. I'm thinking yeah. like Toronto. I mean, all seasons pretty much because it gets really so hot in the summer. They do like, have really hot summers, hot, but. 
That's mostly because of pollution. pollution. Same with Shanghai. Yeah. But it gets cold in the winter, like really cold. But like, we've been to Shanghai Disney in the snow, and Shanghai Disney's quite a bit south yeah, um, from like Beijing. Five hour turn right south. Um, but, I mean, you got to think about it this way, you know, especially, you know, there's a lot of water parks already in that region. It's just about, like, making it extra income in the, in, in the, in the summer, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, water parks are profitable yeah, they can afford, to just operate for half a yeah, year. Yeah, they can afford, yeah, you, I think you brought this up earlier, but it was like, even if their volcano bay is only open half the year, they can afford to only run it half the year. They'll still get the money. They'll, they'll still get, they'll still turn a great profit. Still a good investment. Um, um, but, yeah, let's go into the park, and let's make a hard left. And the first area after Hollywood that we're going to see is um, a very interesting area. I'm not sure how to feel about it, which is why I want to start there. Okay. It is the Transformers Metro Metro Base. base. Now, from my understanding of Transformers franchise, which is limited, must admit, is that most of it just, like, you know, destructive, you know, they're destruction of cities, like cityscapes, like major cities, just, you know, concrete and barbed wires. Yeah. And so that's pretty much, and then, you know, it's done by Autobots and Decepticons, and, you know, the giant robotic things. But now when you look at Metro Base, which looks cool, I feel like there's an identity crisis based on the pictures. It's just kind of busy and clunky. It's very busy. Every building kind of looks different. Nothing it's really has an definitely um, shades of Marvel Superhero Island, not just because they have the Hulk clone, but just like it has a very garish busyness to it. Um, and then, of course, Sci-Fi City at Universal Studios Singapore. It is a lot more like Sci-Fi City, I feel. Yeah. So the buildings all have, like, big metal pieces on them, but yeah. they're all different colors. There are there's buildings of different colors. lots of bronze and chrome and silver. And, and then, of course, concrete. Brown and copper. Like, there's just a lot. And then a lot that's of a yellow lot for Bumpy. And then there's the black roller coaster. Yeah. Well, that's actually dark blue um, and black, which is the Decepticoaster. Now, the Septicoaster, which I'm sure one's here for, is the Altered Hulk clone. So it's like Incredible Hulk, but it has yeah, more of a smooth layout. It's definitely an updated version of Hulk. And it's located pretty much in the same position in the park as Hulk, except for a little bit pushed back. Like, yeah. There is a little more of a yeah, grandness you, you to the on- entrance. cross the resort, into the area of the park that features Hulk, and it's situated very similarly. Now, this coaster is just called the Septicoaster. Um, it has vest restraints. A, yeah, this is really a unique situation, configuration. Except it's, for the fact that the layout is just the first like more. sit down B and M in a while, and we noticed that like the shape of the ride is quite different from what we saw with Hulk, even though it's the same basic. Like I guess to call this a Hulk clone doesn't really do it justice. It's just it's kind of it's got the same elements in the same order, um, but I think this ride's gonna feel a lot different, especially the helix around the launch. Right before the second corkscrew, it comes all the way down to the it ground. comes all the way down to the ground. It's like a drop it doesn't actually. hover over the Q building like it does in Florida. It it, it dives down, and then the corkscrew is has this the second corkscrew that would be a dive off of the roof in Orlando down into that second vertical loop. This is more of like a like a giant Zero like a wing almost. coaster yeah. looking giant corkscrew that it's cool because that navigates covers over the a queue. lot so of the queue itself has a giant building off into the area yeah and, and there's like, like a tunnel tube that yeah. connects to the actual um station the ride has a really i think it, it looks quite neat from uh from where we're looking it's kind of like the the back half of the ride is obscured from view just like uh just like in orlando but it's nicely landscaped here because it it's is not nice. like a you know like an actual public road right next yeah to 
Um, but then, of course, the e-ticket of the area, even yeah, from right. me to Septicoaster, I think for them, yeah. it's the Transformers, Transformers Battle for the Allspark. Do you guys notice so it's something here? the same here? ride. The word battle, to me, it screams like it's an immediate, like, not like attack, but immediate it's counter a to, to the Shanghai Disney Pirates of the Caribbean Battle, battle for Sunken Treasure. treasure. I feel like they like really put the battle. word battle there for a reason. Also, I feel like when you have a whole... This is the first time... But this literally called Transformers Ride 3D everywhere else. The first time... I, I feel like part of that reason is also because, like, there's... There's other, like, the center of this area is the little teacup ride, Storm Force Accelotron, uh, or also known as just the Accelotron um, in Singapore. Here it's uh, Transformer, or is it, no, oh, this one's just Bumblebee Boogie, that's what it is. It's yeah, it's a theme to Bumblebee's music. But then there's another attraction here that's Transformers something, and it's it has the, the subtitle. Um, meets. It's like the meet and greet. Yeah, it's called... Please hold. I've got it over here. I was going to say, we have the attraction page earmarked. But, yeah, I've noticed, like, there's technically two rides that are, like, Transformers something something and then another attraction that's Transformers something something. Yeah, it was in one of those. Um, let's see. Transformers More Than, more meets, than the meets the Eye. eye which is... Which is actually the theme song. Transformers More Than Meets the Eye. Well, that explains a lot. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. Um, so... The Transformers 3D, I'm guessing, was just like too vague of a name. I, I think giving that a subtitle to talk makes about sense. In Hollywood areas, that there is lights, camera, action. Oh yeah, which is the Steven Spielberg show created for. That's Singapore? the show here in this theater, right? Um, yeah, yeah, um, inside they, the Chinese theater. He worked alongside a famous Chinese movie director. I almost want to say, didn't it? I think they moved it from Singapore. Like I no, feel Singapore like. Still has it, I think. Did they still have it? Because I know there was something that was replaced by the Sesame Street ride. Oh, no, because they coexisted. They okay, they did. All right. Um, so, yeah, that's um, Metro Base. Metro Base, like I said, it's not my fave, but, it, it, it you know, every theme park it's needs got to have its the coaster, corner. Like, the and coaster. And it's thrill ride, so it has that. The park's other three coasters are family coasters through and through, so this is, like, the thrill coaster. Um, we're not, like, the biggest fans of Transformers, the ride, but it's, like, obviously an, op- like, an easy choice for them to, to have that in the area. I like, the area's got a nice mix of things. I like the Bumblebee theme that they went with for the, uh, for the Stormforce Accelotron-type ride. Um, next area in line is the Kung Fu Panda area. Yes, so, okay, so we're doing the, the So we're doing the, the, big, back the big loop. loop. Yeah. And what's interesting is that the... Kung Fu Panda area, which is almost entirely indoors, is connected through a midway that is very narrowly wedged between the Kung Fu Panda show building, like for the whole area, and the Jurassic World, the ride, like the Jurassic World Dark Ride show building. So the Jurassic World area is actually completely engulfed by Park Midway, it's totally encircled, so like you can do a whole loop around the Jurassic Park ride show building, and in theory, it's like hiding in plain sight. It's like obscured, hopefully in a way that's comparable to, I don't know, like, I guess Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. I don't know if that's a good example of obscuring a giant show building in the center of your park, but it's, for better or for worse, it's it's kind of that setup. It looks kind of funny from 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 space. I'm sure it looks more natural and straightforward, like, on the ground. (laughs) 
But in, it's kind of just amazing to me that they designed the park this way, where like they've got like a major e-ticket with a giant show building, and it's well, in the middle of the park. Well, by building a giant inner area, you could literally back up the inner area to and show building yeah. all the park without the show building yeah. all the park looking like out of place. Something that's worth pointing out is like you might be thinking like, wow, so Kung Fu Panda obviously is a perfect fit for China. It's got its whole area and it's completely indoors. Um, not only is Kung Fu Panda area completely enclosed, but like major parts of Jurassic World and Minion Land are also enclosed. And now the main reason is again the weather in yeah. Beijing. It gets incredibly cold. So like, having it just it's covered <laughs> areas, covered areas like the Midway with the Midway roof, and then like totally climate controlled areas like the Kung Fu Panda area and the Aviary uh, in Jurassic World and Super Silly Fun Land in Minion Land. Totally enclosed climate controlled areas are. Um, a welcome break from what may very well be a harsh uh, winter weather environment um, on your visit to Universal Studios Beijing. Um, so I think but it's I mean, cool. let's go to Kung Fu Panda Land. Yeah. So the first thing I want to say is that Kung Fu Panda area oh, looks, was actually meant to be SpongeBob SquarePants's bikini bottom. It was supposed to be an underwater area. I think Disney sees Little Mermaid yeah. with SpongeBob. Yeah. Now. They changed that to Kung Fu Panda because the franchise is successful. They own DreamWorks now. And, of course, they wanted to represent something more Chinese. I think it's neat. Chinese. They really went all in with like a, something that that's resort. Like culturally. And it, yeah, and the area turned out great and includes a major e-ticket water ride with four stations. Well, two low, two load. The boat ride looks you know? dope. Like, um, I mean, if anyone wonders what the original boat ride was supposed to look like, it had a jello fi- uh, sorry, jo- a jellyfish, jellyfish field. field. Um, it had some sort of escape scene where it went down to rock bottom, um, to the rock bottom bus stop. Yeah, with, you know, famous. iconic. They went through the kelp forest. Um, you got a crusty crab over here. Crusty crab, and then you end up in that giant bikini bottom, bottom. And then SpongeBob's welcome. Oh, we're looking at. I think we're looking at the ride in reverse. Oh. SpongeBob's oh. welcome. Yeah. Okay. I see. Oh, so yeah. you end with. So you end in. Oh, so Steve to an interview. So SpongeBob's interviewing you. Okay. Oh yeah. Anyways, so that wasn't the original, um, the original idea, which is cool. But I think Kung Fu Panda is just like brilliant. I can't believe that wasn't the plan from the beginning, um, because I feel like it's just an opportunity to tie together, um, you know, the local color with with, um, you know, something that Universal's doing and that they've had a lot of success with. So. Um, the area looks beautiful on the inside. I, I love that it's indoors entirely because it, the lighting scheme in there is stunning. Lots of paper lanterns. In fact, there's a spinning flat ride, like a, I think like a Flick, Flicks Funfair Flyers slash Inside Out Emotional Whirlwind, um, you know, balloon race type ride, but it's themed to glowing um, paper lanterns. And it has a funny name. I already forgot what it is, but I remember that it's a funny name. It's like legendary something, legends or something. Um, Can we pull it up? I think it's the legendary friends. <laughs> legendary friends. The names of these rides are honestly great. Like, Well, there's the Kung Fu Panda Journey oh, of the Dragon Lanterns Warrior. of Legendary Legends. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. It's like Epic Universe. Universal's Epic Universe. And then there's the Carousel of Kung Fu Heroes. So, yeah. But uh, it's a cool inner area. I'm, I'm glad that Kung Fu Panda is represented. They are very family friendly at this park. I mean, the this Kung Fu, is very much the Kung Kung Fu Panda Disney. area. Yeah, 
This is the only Universal Resort where I feel like, it's really like families are, park, are yeah. equally... Although I guess Universal Beijing having the Madagascar area you and the Shrek Singapore? area. Oh, Singapore, yeah. Singapore's approach with like the Madagascar area and the Shrek area was definitely like a, you know, hey, we're, we're focusing the operation on families pretty squarely because I feel like Universal in Orlando and even Beijing at this point with their uh, impressive coaster collection, it's like they've always kind of been like, well, we're going to be the thrill ride set up like we're the, we're the thrill thrill attraction teenagers and young adults uh, ride compliment but Beijing is so well rounded because Kung Fu Panda area and the Minion area are like a really nice variety of great family friendly rides and kitty rides and then there's also like great family rides in every area of the park like major family rides that don't feel like afterthoughts um like well, I guess, let's see. Okay. so Well, I just want to move on to the next thing. Yeah. So Waterworld. The coolest thing <laughs> is that Waterworld is getting so much love and being added. It has its own little area. So all three Asian resorts have Waterworld, and then there's Waterworld in Hollywood. Like, it really is truly its own area. It's got, like, a restaurant. That's has, what this is, right? Yeah, it's the Waterworld restaurant. Yeah, it has a, uh, like, a bunch of fast, you know, quick service mm-hmm. stuff. And it's a long walkway going all the way to the edge of the property. Yeah. Where they build Waterworld, and it... Um, yeah, but the giant right wall next to, uh, behind it to hide the fact that there's like skyscraper apartment condo yes. complexes. Wow! So like you can see in here too, they just built a giant wall, yeah. literally connecting nothing just to hide all the sky, all the apartment, <laughs> all the apartment high there. rises and stuff. Um, because you know, of course, that wouldn't be part of the theme. This park ha- is very ocean. space efficient, and yet there's also lots and lots of room to grow. Like they could double this park easily in size. With the expansion pads that they have set aside, it's incredible. And then, so that's kind of cool, Waterworld. Um, it's just great that it was kind of just built in Hollywood, and it became such a success that it was cloned in Osaka, yeah. um, Singapore, and now in Beijing. And this this time around, they really went full out and making it its own area, mm-hmm. which is cool because they kind of come up with some creative things that don't at all really... It's not franchise. a big area, but it's a neat bridge. Like, it's a neat connector between... Um, the Kung Fu Panda side of the loop and Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Because for Waterworld, they went through the effort of creating, like, statues and all these, like... There's a lot of scenery, like, photo ops and for the queue for the show. For those that aren't familiar with what Waterworld is, it's based on the 1995, I believe. Yeah, 1995 um, film of the same name. With Kevin Costner, who was a guild mariner of sorts that lived in... Earth after all the polar ice caps have melted, so all of Earth, all of Earth was covered by water except for Mount Everest, which is you know was dry land because it was mythical. They were all searching for the last remaining place on Earth, but water <laughs> hadn't touched yet. Uh-huh. Um, long story short, that's just what the franchise is about, and like this this war for resources on the open oceans led to like spectacular battles and explosions and that sort of stuff. So that's what the show is all about. And so I'm glad they brought it over to uh, to Singapore. I think it's one. Uh, sorry, to uh, Beijing. I think it's one of the coolest things they've got um, going on for them. Next up is what is the biggest area of them all, which is their Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Now, if you were to be looking at maps right now on your own, you would see that the Wizarding World of Harry Potter here is completely separated from the rest of the park. Like it doesn't touch anything. 
It is it's, in its, its own world. Definitely its own loop, and there's quite a few ways. Now, there is actually Around four ways of making it from main midways into the area. The first one, following the direction we're coming from, is to take a midway directly past Hogwarts and, and uh, Forbidden Forest. This approach between is, the castle and the Black Lagoon. It's kind of... Oh, yeah. Area. So they have the Black Lagoon here, and I feel like... This walkway, this entrance, if you're coming... Black Lake, sorry. If, if you're coming from... Yeah, Creature Black, from the Black, Black Lagoon. Lagoon. From, that's yeah. a universal crossover that nobody asked for. Although it sounds kind of dope. The Creature the creature from the Black Lake. <laughs> the Creature from the Black Lake. <laughs> um, so this approach is, is not unlike the bridge between Jurassic Park and Hogsmeade at Universal Orlando Resort. And the Black Lake is a body of water that sort of functions in the same general location as the... Uh, Lagoon's Edge um, and Islands of Adventure. Um, so this area effectively is a nice little sub-loop. I mean, there's a midway that completely circumnavigates Harry Potter area entirely. And then there's a midway that connects on the side of the Black Lagoon. Sorry, it's a Black Lake. God, I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> on the side of the Black Lake, so between the Black Lake and the backside of the Hawksmeade Shops, Kind of like how Hollywood and Osaka have a setup, but Osaka actually has a yeah. bit of water. Yeah. And then you have the main stretch in the middle of the land with the big square, you know, that leads the curved over mm-hmm. to Hogwarts and defy the hippogriff. And then you've got what I call a Hagrid midway, which is then the smaller midway on the other side yeah. of Hogsmeade that also goes past stores and then leads up to where the fly the hippogriff is. Speaking of Hagrid, um, we are going to bet money. In fact, um, I already saw other sources also report that the plot that is laid that is located next to Fly the Hippogriff and Hawksmeade, pretty much the same positioning as Islands of Adventure, yeah. is going to be Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure, the next expansion Without a shadow for of a the Western World Harry Potter in, um, in Beijing, which makes sense. And you can bet that Universal... St- we probably mentioned this before, but you can bet that Universal Studios Osaka is going to do the same, the but same over by Jaws. But where Jaws is. Um, but let's go and talk about the rides. So what we have here is Fight the Hippogriff. It's a clone smaller one. of the, the one, one in Hollywood by Mac Rides. Mac did a lot for this park. Like, there's like three Mac coasters. Yeah, true. Um, really nicely landscaped. Um, pretty much the same setup. The big, biggest difference is that this is the first Fight the Hippogriff that's located in a park where it was part of the original construction of the park. Yeah. So the queue for it is massive. They've got a pumpkin patch. That has switchbacks through it. They've got like a bit of a forbidden forest. I mean, this whole Harry Potter setup at this park is here. It's, it's evident that this was the first time that they were able to really this is also situate the Hogsmeade only Hagrid how they wanted. Where you can see Hagrid's hub from all sides because of the queue being like going mm-hmm. going through the patch in the forest. Um, and then they've got another giant set of switchbacks. It is by far the biggest the cube switchbacks I've ever seen are wild. for a coaster this size. I mean, just the the switchbacks and landscaping take up like half of the ride. God, this plot. must be like this must be able to hold a three hour and queue for a kitty coaster. You guys, crazy. the overflow queue for Forbidden Journey. I don't know if everybody here remembers, but like the year that Islands of Adventure opened, and Dueling Dragons had like this field of overflow queue. Like it was absolutely. Tremendous. So, for those that have been to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Hollywood, that's what the Beijing queue is set up like. So, Osaka and Orlando, the Forbidden Forest slash, like, overflow queue for um, Forbidden Journey is honestly rather small. 
But the um, the you know in Hollywood, Forbidden Journey carries much more of like a presence. Like it's the ride, right? Yeah. Besides studio tour, and so they created the Forbidden Forest ish area where the car crashed, where there's a lot of switchbacks hidden between the trees. Mm-hmm. That is the same setup they have in Beijing. So but isn't this imagine, one like really set far away though? It's a little further removed, but it's not like terribly much more than it's just a little different it's location. It's massive. So like this, Hollywood isn't this big, is it? Ima- yeah, it is. It's just they just disguise it very nicely. It's just nicely. crazy how enormous. Like, um, here it's just pushed over to the side. Is when Hollywood is located more. Like, can you move your finger over over here? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. This one, you know, there's just a very long stretch out. And that's that, because here there's an actual physical midway that doesn't exist in any of the other parks, which prevents it of being in front of the castle. Yeah. Besides, no, now it's behind the castle. Yeah. So yeah, imagine uh, like a bit of a forest that's behind the castles, underneath the greenhouses. It's a trip. There, um, where the queue is located. So you would enter into the castle, and then you would walk through the lower part of the castle, and then into the forbidden forest. Um, so yeah up. my google map has forsaken me okay um, I'm excited for Forbidden Journey first of all I want to just experience it in Mandarin I think that's cool Forbidden Journey never gets old you know so I look forward to having ridden it in, uh, in every incarnation Universal Studios Beijing will mark the fourth installation of um, Hogsmeade it will mark the fourth um Installation of Transformers. There are some other things that like, it'll be the fourth here, um, but I can't remember what. Definitely the fourth flight of Hippogriff, I guess. Yeah. Singapore is supposedly going to get Harry Potter eventually. I mean, I don't know where and I don't know when, but it. Well, although maybe not. Actually, you know what? I guess I think they're just getting. I had, the last I had read was that they were getting Minions and they were getting Nintendo, but not necessarily Hogwarts. Which seems a little of a surprise, but, I mean, um, they know best. I, chances are, if you're going to Universal Studios Singapore, you've already been to Hogwarts and one of the other resorts, because, as we know, Universal Singapore Singapore is, is a playground for the ultra-rich. Ultra so. um, next up, let's move over to a very, very big land, a minion land. Which is the name of the land itself. The lands are all which quite large. includes the big neighborhood, kind of like Hollywood, but on steroids. And then it includes like a giant indoor super silly super fun silly land. Super silly fun land is so neat the way that it's... I feel like this is sort of the spiritual successor to San Francisco. Um, because of all the... Like the way it's set up, like this little neighborhood, like city street. Um, super silly fun land in the films is a, like a boardwalk sort of um like amusement park setup so the indoor silly super silly funland area like sits out jutting out into the lagoon um on stilts on a wharf very like fisherman's wharf style so um i'm kind of digging this area like i kind of love it more than i thought that i would i didn't really think i would care in fact prior to doing more research in preparation for this podcast i kind of thought that super silly funland was the whole area but it's really just a part of it um, I will admit, though, that I think the indoor area looks a little weird. Like, it's not very polished. Like, it's really easy to see that the roof is just a giant roof with, like, yeah. a steel structure. Um, but they have another roller coaster in there, which it's is a, a decent size. It's a roller coaster. It's about the size of Hippogriff. It's the hoopty doopty, right? Yes. 
Um, which is good. I mean, of course, they're going to have the Minion Dark Ride, and then they're going to have the Super Silly Funland area with a couple Flood Rides and that roller coaster. Not yeah. too much to talk about, I don't think. Um, but just, you know, good It to, looks cool. I mean, if Minions are your thing, like... Then I think the nice thing is that by building that midway all the way around Super Silly Funland, they create this giant area Yeah. by, like, walking size-wise, despite it not being that large on the actual, you know, map. Like, yeah. That's smart. It's There's smart. lots of minion shopping and dining, I, I'm sure, that will be. Now, one area, so if you were to continue out of um, minion land, you would come back to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So, and directly across from Hollywood and Lagoon, um, connecting from Wizarding World, Water World, Kung Fu Panda, Metro Base, Lily, every yeah, ima- area imaginable. Yeah, we've encircled is Jurassic World. Jurassic so Jurassic World, World Jurassic is the center, the of, center the park, of the operation. Which is accessible from every other area, pretty much. So that's really cool. Um, home to two major attractions like rides, and then, uh, of course, the Raptor Encounter meet and greet, and then a couple of restaurants, um, you know, like Discovery Center themed. And there is an expansion po- plot between... Um, Waterworld and the Wizarding World of Harry Potter that is earmarked for expansion of Jurassic World, maybe like a roller coaster or something. Um, at least that's what is rumored and what we think is going to happen. Um, let's talk about the roller coaster. The roller coaster is a Mac. Yet another Mac family coaster. I know, coaster. hey, Mac. Um, it's a Mac suspended Arthur style family. family coaster. It's big. I'm looking at it from the maps. And it, it's... it serves as more of like a like a tour of the aviary and also like a prototype like tour of Jurassic the World. The is such an interesting like part of this. So the aviary is there because you know they need more indoor areas but it's also themed to be like the aviary and so this whole area is very much Jurassic Park movie one I'm sorry Jurassic World one you know um, and this is the aviary with these pterodactyls yeah um, or, or pteranodons and things and so the ride starts inside, takes you outside through the rock works where there's beautiful waterfalls, and then takes you back inside. There's also walkways through the here. The rock work, which is very prominently visible from um, all, all areas in the lagoon and stuff, it gives us very, like, Volcano Bay vibes. Yeah, with the way the waterfalls are set fun. with the walkways. It's quite pretty. Um, and then the biggest attraction really here is the... Jurassic World. Dark Ride. Jurassic World Dark Ride. So in order to get inside Jurassic World Dark Ride, you go into the Discovery Center-ish looking pyramid from the Jurassic World franchise in the death center of, of the park. And then there is a Transformers slash Spider-Man type ride that takes you pretty much through the scenes of the first movie. So I'm almost getting like... God, I'm trying to think of what, what ride is trying to do is similar where they're really telling you like the story that was already told in the movie. Kind of like... <laughs> to make sure you get get the point of it. Um, so what happens is you board some sort of vehicle that was meant to be the gyrosphere, but the gyrosphere vehicle yeah, thing didn't work they out. They really wanted to do a gyrosphere dark ride. Like that was kind of the point of this ride. Um, unfortunately, the technology it was just not it wasn't coming together like they had hoped. So they they resorted to Plan B, which was the Spider Man style ride, which is. Part of the reason why they've got two of these rides, because, of course, they've got Transformers, which is sort of the workhorse uh, edition of of this ride, and then they're using the very same ride system um, to bring this this totally unique Jurassic World experience to life. Um, So this ride is very, very heavy on the uh, physical sets. But, yeah, so there are scenes including going on, like, a raptor hunt where Owen's on his motorbike, 
of course, Indominus Rex makes an appearance. Jurassic Park gets shredded up by the dinosaurs running loose. You know, the whole Jurassic Park yeah, story. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think you're right in saying it's definitely like physical sets. Um, because obviously uh, Transformers is, is definitely more screen oriented. It's very space efficient, which is great, um, especially with the elevator setup. Uh, but I think this park, or this ride, is sort of this park's Spider Man in the size and scope and, and prominence of it, I think. Oh, most definitely. And you've already seen pictures of, the, of some of the scenes, and they are very focused on, uh, on the physical sets. I'm just excited that this park includes something that's really unique, that's also like a major ride, because at the end of the day, I can't help but feel like besides Kung Fu Panda and Jurassic World, very much of this resort is going to just bring like e-tickets from other resorts together. And that was one of the things that made Shanghai Disney, in comparison, so great, is that Shanghai Disney had pretty much all original rides. Besides Soren, there wasn't really an e-ticket that wasn't, you know, kind of like an original. Mm-hmm. Either they were inspired by other rides. But here they are really just bringing over, like, from Journey, which I must admit is, like, the best ride. Um, they're bringing over, like, a Hokish clone. They're bringing over Transformers. They're bringing over... Um, they're making a lot. I mean, I would say it's like 50-50. There's some, definitely some safe choices, but there's also, I mean, bringing over Waterworld is great. Like, um, But then I feel like, yeah, the whole Kung Fu Panda and, uh, like, Minion I th- area. I think Kung Fu Panda, Jurassic World, and Minion are, are cool because they are Beijing exclusives. But I will say that there has never been a, a Wizarding World of Harry Potter that was built with the freedom of this, you know, having space to build it. And I'm really excited to go here and have it be a bigger area and have it be a wider area and have it be located off on its own side of the park where it's not bleeding with other themes. I mean, there's, at the end of the day, you can always hear the Harry Potter music in Jurassic Park in Iowa and you can always hear Jurassic Park music in, 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 in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and you can always see some of the know attractions around you and the same goes for hollywood you know there's no escaping the fact you can truly still like smashed in between buildings the only one where i really felt like it was kind of secluded was osaka which is really cool but i'm just excited for beijing's to be its own thing and to be large and to be exciting like that so i'm really excited for that totally let's see here is that a future map of yeah the i just there was when you Google Universal Studios Beijing, there is a really cool, very detailed mock-up of, like, what appears to be the master, master plan that includes the additional theme park. Like Which looks very much like of, University of Florida. Yeah. Literally. Like, yeah. Even with the buildings and the yeah. water where the restaurants are at. Um, and then, like, Volcano Bay is here, and then the hotels, and you can even pick out, like, here's a Cabana Bay-looking hotel, and, like... They've got Sapphire Falls over here and some other stuff. It's just very Portofino looking. This is cool. It's a, there's a lot to take in here. I'm looking forward to but yeah, seeing We're how definitely going to see out. this resort becoming, I think, the size of Universal Orlando Resort. This is going to be Universal Orlando Resort, yeah. like the second coming Well, at coming least certainly the size of what Universal Orlando is currently. Yeah. Because, I mean, by the time this resort grows into itself, oh, it's Oh, yeah, Orlando to, will still be way bigger. Yeah, we will have grown. But the nice thing about these with, giant Chinese theme park resorts that yeah. Disney Universal are building is that they're going to have mass attendance. Mm-hmm. These numbers are going to be coming in, and they're going to be expanding, expanding, expanding. And I'm excited to see what comes first. Are we going to see another Jurassic World ride first? 
Um, are we going to see Hagrid. Hagrid first? Are I we going to see Diagon? I, wanted to, I, wanted I wouldn't to be surprised if that Hagrid. whole backside of the park is going to be Potter. Yeah. Where we're going to see Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure, where we're going to see Diagon Alley and Escape from Gringotts. Like, there's so much space back there, guys, if you look on the maps right it's now. It's pretty crazy. It looks like the whole resort is designed to plop a bunch of Potter in, in, in there. And I'm, I'm all for to it, see them personally. do, like, a Hogwarts Express-type attraction that... Doesn't actually take you anywhere, but does like the similar thing. position you in such a way. Because I mean, you don't. The fact that you physically, literally cross a distance between the two areas of the Wizarding World um, in Orlando is really cool. But to replicate those areas, it wouldn't be necessary. I mean, the cool thing is that they could literally put a train station on one side of Hogsmeade, circle it all the way around, and build another train station. Um, in Diagon Alley, or like you know, King's yeah, Cross, and like do. have it be like the same function except for not in between parks, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, long story short, um, I think Potter is where we're gonna see a lot of growth, and I'm really excited to see. Um, Universal Creative did mention somewhere, some time that they are still actively working on new Harry Potter rides. Um, so I'm excited to see maybe Beijing is gonna get some sort of like unique to them only Harry Potter ride. Um, so, you know, we are forced to buy plane tickets even be quicker. Because, you know, girl, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm all over it. already pretty much at the top of the bucket list, so... Yeah, we're excited to do, because um, we haven't done Singapore yet, so our our, our plan is to do is it to with do Singapore. Hit both, and then get both of the Universal Parks that we're missing um, at the same time. I guess we would also need to go to Port Adam for that eventually. Who knows, maybe we'll go this year. We will see. We'll be I've been to every park that Universal has ever owned at any point in time. But yeah, that was a little tour of Universal Beijing Resort. I'm excited for it. I will probably visit in 2022. And that's, yes. I think, currently the timeline, like fall 2022. Goals. Um, so yeah, anything else you want to add that? Um, this is our first podcast with our new uh, microphone. We hope it We hope it sounds better. I mean, better our environment our... is weird. Like, we yeah. set up a whole home studio, and then we last minute decided, literally, as we were started recording, that yeah. we were going to jump on a flight to Pittsburgh to get yeah. here a little earlier. Flight attendant life. Um, that's how that went. So, here we are, recording in the hotel room. But, like... Let's hope no one woke up next to us. Our last podcast, like, the sound quality was not good. Yeah, if you're wondering why there was a week where we didn't right. have anything, yeah. even though we announced we'd have something, it's yeah. because our microphone broke mid-recording, and it was terrible. We appreciate your understanding and patience. And next week, we're going to come back to the regular scheduled recordings. We're going to record several episodes in a row. With Sven. With Sven. From Belgium. Yeah. All right, that was that. (laughs) Have a great day from Belgium to Beijing. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Coast Kings Radio and visit us on thecoastofkings.com. Have a great night. Bye.